Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. The fact that all three Gospels talk about the transfer, the transfiguration of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, and Luke is not mentioned in the book of John, but in the book of John, we actually see Jesus as the Son of God uh, already with all his glory uh, being made manifest. John actually said that we beheld his glory. He was full of grace and he was full of truth. Now, Jesus manifested all of this. And I've always maintained and I've always said that every action, every word, every movement of Jesus was for a divine purpose. In other words, he did not just live out his life uh, per happenstance. In other words, whatever happened, happened and okay, well, you know, we'll make the best. Every step was a calculated step by God for him. Just stop and think about that. An entire life that is led by God and then led by the Holy Spirit once he entered into the ministry as a prophet, he entered into the ministry uh, and prepared for it. As a high priest, he entered into the ministry and prepared for it by being the very Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Today we're going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 1. We're going to read the transfiguration account from the book of Matthew. And one of the things that we had mentioned concerning the glory of Jesus that would be restored or received or given, and the suffering that he would go through, are the things that take place on the cross that our uh, natural eye does not see. It goes beyond that, the things that would be accomplished by his death, by his burial, and by his resurrection. The scripture says, And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart. And it's always at the high mountain, the, the mountain peaks, that things are, are taking place. It's where uh, Moses uh, was given the law, Mount Sinai. It's Mount uh, Sinai where Paul went to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ that he received concerning the gospel, his death, burial, and resurrection. It was on top of the mountain where Elijah uh, sacrificed, or uh, I should say challenged a sacrifice to the false prophets. And of course, uh, fire came down. It's on the mount that Jesus is uh, transfigured. It's on the Mount of Olives where Jesus gave his last discourse before he was taken up from them. It's also the place where his feet are going to touch when he comes back in his second coming to this earth. So there's things that take place on top of mountains, just as there are things that take place in the valleys of one's life. So there are the mountaintop experiences and there are the valley experiences. And it says in verse number three, and behold, there appeared unto them, unto the disciples, unto Jesus also, Moses and Elijah talking with him. Now we have to really, if we were to just stay here, uh, go into the fact. Now, how did Moses appear unto unto Jesus, and how did Elijah appear unto Jesus? Moses was already dead, and he was already 
buried by the archangel Michael himself or by God himself when the devil contended with his body according to the, the scripture. And Elijah was taken up alive. Now, you know, we could uh, talk about the, the similarities and the differences uh, of their lives. Both of them were prophets. Both of them uh, accomplished miraculous uh, miracles of the supernatural category in, in their lives. And they're talking with Jesus. We have to ask ourselves, and we've asked it before, why did they have to come? Why did they have... Jesus is getting near the point of the cross is coming up. And it is not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty thing. In fact, the, the suffering and the pain that is associated with it is actually very fearful just because of the way that it was set up uh, to cause pain. But they come and they talk to him about uh, basically not just his sufferings, but his coming glory. They talk about his decease not being dead simply or his death or dying, but his decease, uh, his exodus from this physical body on this physical earth for three days and three nights, and then, of course, eventually ascending back into heaven. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you will, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And basically, they're putting Jesus at the level of these uh, high-profile prophets. And Moses was the one that prophesied that there would come a prophet from among the brethren like unto him. And... Uh, Elijah, well, of course, Jesus prophesied about Elijah coming back uh, and restoring the hearts of the children and the hearts of the father back to the children. And there's much more that can be said about that also. In verse number five, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright light overshadowed them. And behold, a voice of the, cl of the cloud, out of the cloud, uh, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. We're told to hear him, but we're also tell, told that God is pleased. Jesus walked not only a life filled with the Spirit of God, he walked and lived a life completely of faith, setting for us the example to follow. In verse number 6 it says, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face, and they were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. Now, of course, on the other two accounts, we're given a little bit more information on, on what takes place. And when they had lifted their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. This was the transfiguration that took place. Now, we have the one that also takes place in the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, it says, After six days, Jesus taketh him with Peter, James, and John, and he leads them up into a high mountain. We have to be led by Jesus. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit into the places of what we would call our mountaintop experiences. You don't achieve them on your own. We must be led by God. And then uh, he took them apart, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothing became shining exceedingly 
as snow, so as no fuller of earth can white them. Then it says, And there appeared unto them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. They weren't talking with the disciples. They were talking with Jesus. Verse number uh, 5, And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? Uh, let us make three tabernacles for thee, and uh, one for Moses, uh, and one for Elijah. And uh, verse 6, For he knew not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there uh, was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud that said, This is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly when they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore save Jesus, uh, only with themselves. And then the book of Luke outlines it this way. It says, And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James, and went up into a mountain to pray. Now that's why they were going to be there. That's why they were there. He went into the garden to pray. He would go alone into the uh, different places to pray. But in the garden, he took three of them with him a little further. Here, he takes the same three up into the mountain to pray. He needed witnesses to witness what was going to be taking place. Jesus knew what would take place because the Father was always letting him know what was coming ahead. He would teach him. And it says in the book of John that when the Spirit of God has come, he will lead us uh, into all truth and he will show us things to come. If we live and walk in the Spirit-led life, these are the things that we will experience. And it says, and as he prayed, it was during the time that he was praying that he had this experience. It's during the times of many prayers that believers are going to experience from the presence of God things that will alter the course of their lives. In this case, it says, And he prayed, and the fashion of his countenance was altered. You know, we think of uh, 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 a seamstress altering a, a suit or or the hem on a pair of pants or a, a dress. That means a change took place, something different, uh, altered to something else. And it says, And his clothing was white and glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men. So these were not angels, as supposed some would think that it was angels, that when you die, you turn into an It says two men talked with him and it says they were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease see not of his death but of his decease uh, and we had learned already that that word means his exodus it does mean that he was going to die but there's a connotation and the thought behind it okay he's leaving here but he's going somewhere else and there's the possibility that he's also coming back. They appeared to him in glory, and they spoke of his decease. Now, stop and think about it. How is it that Moses and Elijah were acquainted with what was going to happen to Jesus? 
Remember, they prophesied, they saw things. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 11, that Moses saw the, the day of Jesus. Abraham saw the day of Jesus. If, if they were given revelation and divine insight as to the Passover lamb, at least for Moses, then he would have understood what was going to be happening to Jesus. Now, Elijah, on the other hand, uh, he had deep revelations of God. He would be transported from one place to another. Uh, these men were very experienced uh, men in the things of God. Of course, Moses' failure was uh, disobedience because the constant rebellion of the people of Israel, he just could not put up with it. Eventually, he wound up uh, missing the mark and sinning. Uh, he disobeyed God. But they accomplished this. They appeared in glory. Uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, what type of body did Moses have. Because remember, his physical body had already been buried. Moses had already experienced death. Whereas Elijah, he experienced no death, but he experienced glory when he was caught up into heaven. So each of them, from a point of experience, was able to share and talk with Jesus what was about to be faced in the days to come concerning his death and his burial and his resurrection. And of course, we have Peter once again. Uh, it says in verse 32, And Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. This shouldn't surprise us because that's exactly what's going to happen in the garden of Gethsemane, that they are asleep, not once, not twice, but three times he goes and wakes them up. They were asleep with heavy sleep. And it says, and when they awoke, they saw his glory. And two, and the two men that stood with him, they saw his glory. And that's what Peter writes about. He writes about in First and Second Peter about, they saw the glory of God. They saw the excellent glory, but they saw the glory of Jesus. And then it says in verse 33, And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto, G unto Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, <clears throat> not knowing what he said. And while he thus spake, there came a voice, a cloud, or a cloud, and overshadowed them. And they, <clears throat> they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone, and they kept it closed, and told no man in those days any of the things which they had seen. So we see here, from three different accounts, we see some different uh, areas of each one sharing something special. And three people can have the mountain experience and each one can tell it from a different point of view. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We've run out of time. Join us tomorrow. We can continue along these thoughts. But the uh, Lord bless you richly. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws near. Amen.